insulin prices remain high in the United States, and despite the promise offered by biosimilar products, brand name insulin manufacturers have a long history of resisting price competition. A regulatory or disruptive business fix may therefore be necessary to substantially reduce out-of-pocket costs for many patients with diabetes. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Lamore Daphne, a professor of business administration at Harvard Business School. Professor Daphne has written a perspective article about a new approach for reducing insulin prices. Professor Daphne, high drug prices are a commonly discussed problem in the United States, but what about the insulin market in particular has contributed to high out-of-pocket costs for patients? So as you mentioned, drug prices in the U.S. are extraordinarily high, on average about three and a half times that of other developed countries for branded drugs. And there are a lot of drivers for that. You asked about insulin, and I would say that insulin is not really special to this trend. It's very special in that it's very commonly used, and therefore the burden falls on quite a lot of people, and particularly older individuals who often live on fixed income. So insulin is special in terms of its impact, but not special in terms of the fact that we have really high prices for it here. As you write in your perspective article, the first interchangeable biosimilar insulin product was approved last year. So why has that drug's introduction not helped to drive prices lower? I was excited when I heard that the FDA had approved the first interchangeable biosimilar for long-acting insulin. And the reason is that when something is interchangeable, then pharmacists subject to state law can automatically switch it at the counter when they're dispensing, just as they do with generic drugs for small molecule drugs. So I was excited about that. But the ecosystem that surrounds medications in the U.S. basically went to work. And the net effect is that this interchangeable biosimilar is not priced much lower than the reference biologic product, which is Lantus. Recently, both general drug pricing bills and bills focused specifically on insulin prices have been introduced in Congress. What's the outlook for those legislative efforts? Do you think that we could see a fix from Congress anytime soon? Ooh, <laughs> I try not to do too much predicting about what Congress will decide is worth their attention in any given moment. But what I'll say is that if Congress should do anything, I fear that it would be fairly limited in terms of its impact in that the statutes or the draft statutes that appear to be gaining the most momentum are those that would put a cap or a ceiling on what Medicare enrollees and possibly privately insured enrollees would pay out of pocket for a monthly fill of insulin. And that's pretty limited for two reasons. It doesn't impact those who don't have insurance, and it doesn't change what we're spending on insulin. In fact, because it just shifts more of the cost to insurers, and often that's employers, employees, and also the federal government. So I have fairly limited hope that the statutes under consideration, under closest consideration, would actually cause some kind of disruption to the insulin industry in a really meaningful way. So as an alternative, you describe in your article what you say is a potential business fix to the problem in the form of a new entrant, a nonprofit company known as Civica. Could you describe Civica's plans for producing and selling insulin? Absolutely. So for starters, Civica is a nonprofit generic pharmaceutical company, and they originated as a result of generic shortages. 
specifically for medications utilized in the hospital. And it was a number of large nonprofit hospital systems, including Intermountain Healthcare and philanthropies who came together to create a nonprofit generic manufacturer to supply these drugs in shortages. Now, Civica decided they wanted to try to do something to make drugs more affordable for retail customers. And to my knowledge, insulin is the first foray into that. And and I can tell you a little bit more about the plans that they have to do that. Civica has decided to enter the market for interchangeable biosimilar insulins for the three most commonly utilized forms of insulin. And they're going to be making it in their own facility, which is being built in Petersburg, Virginia. And their plan is actually to cut out the middlemen, if you will, along the chain. And it's not just the middlemen, it's also employers, plan sponsors uh, who benefit from the current status quo, and to sell downstream kind of directly to the buyer via pharmacies. And they've got a plan to sell at a very low price and to sell this at the same price to all buyers and to print the price on the package. So kind of old school, simple pricing, largely at cost. So what evidence is there that this approach might actually succeed? And what challenges do you see Civica facing? Great questions. So the evidence that this might succeed is that Civica has been very successful so far. They sell 50 generic sterile injectable drugs to over 1,500 U.S. hospital systems. So they have really had an impact, I believe, in addressing some of the shortage drugs, and they produce these drugs at a reliable price for their purchasers. So that's one bit of evidence. I think that Civica is in going downstream to retail will face a whole new set of challenges, including largely that last mile challenge, how to get it to consumers. I expect there will be mail order options. I've been told that they've hired a number of experts who have a lot of experience in this part of the value chain. So I am optimistic. They have philanthropic contributions because philanthropists are interested in making insulin affordable. And they also have partnership from a lot of payers, that is insurance companies who would like to see lower prices for insulin. So I think there's a lot of common interests in making this work. Finally, what do you see as the role of nonprofit companies or other organizations without a profit motive in future efforts to bring down drug prices? You've said that Civica has addressed this with a number of products. Could this approach be applied to pharmaceutical products across the board? Well, I would say that this is not likely to be the last product by any means that Civica specifically is likely to address. I don't see nonprofits as coming in and fixing all of our drug pricing problems. For one thing, insulin is not nearly so difficult a molecule to copy, if you will. You can't make a perfect copy of anything derived from a living organism or using living organisms, but it is an easier lift, if you will. So when it comes to biologic drugs, which are playing an increasingly important role in U.S. consumption, I think we're going to need broader solutions that will address this issue for other medications. Thank you, Professor Daphne.